welcome to this episode of the Dedicated Podcast. I am your host, Caitlin. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode, for giving this podcast a chance. I'm so glad you're here. I must first admit, <laughs> as I'm doing these episodes, um, I'm like increasingly getting a sense of like imposter syndrome. <laughs> As I think about these episodes I want to do and as I continue to make these episodes, um, just because, like, I'm promoting the this show as much as I can because I truly do believe in it. Um, but then, you know, so how sometimes you're working on a project you love so much and you have so much faith in, but you don't have, like, a steady, like, a steady level of faith in it all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> sometimes your faith in things just kind of go up and down, up and down. And so... You know, there will be times where I'm just, I don't have the faith I did yesterday or the day before. And so I have to make myself, you know, like act as though I still had the same amount of faith. So I don't know. Have you guys ever experienced something like that? I'm pretty sure you have, especially if you own your own business or you are, you know, like I said, you know, trying to build something from scratch and, um, hoping everybody takes you seriously and you know you have to be the one you have to be the first one to believe in yourself so that you know whatever you want to build actually gets off the ground because no one's going to make you do it no one's going to do it for you it has to be all you um I struggle with doing that for lots of different things throughout the course of my life and this is one thing that I've done just because you know no one's told me to do it no one forced me to do it. Nobody really, you know, I've been told that I could, you know, I could do well with a podcast or I guess I have been, it has been mentioned to me like you should, you should start a podcast. So that might've been something someone has said recently, but it's more like I have the um, proclivity to talk as though I'm on a podcast. I, I believe that's the compliment I've gotten most. Anyway, um, well, today I just, like, I wanted to start with, like, mentioning how great my work situation is right now, um, and I'm th so, I'm very thankful to God for how much he has blessed me in this regard, um, just because, obviously, I think we've all had work situations where it just was not great, and um, we really would rather be working anywhere else but where you're working, you know what I mean? And it, it could be for one reason or another, like, you know, you're not being treated treated fair, fairly or, you know, just have some really, really annoying coworkers or um, the hours aren't so great and so you get to miss out on a lot of other things. And, you know, my job isn't perfect, but I will say that I'm very blessed to be actually working with a good team now and a team, uh, a small team, but we all care about each other. And although we're all going through our own personal things, we all try to help each other out. And, you know, we're not petty. We're not spiteful. You know, we actually are honest with each other in a gentle, kind way. And we all have different viewpoints on things, but we can all understand, you know, do our best to understand each other's viewpoints, you know, without things getting messy, you know? I just think that's an incredible, incredible blessing to experience because um, not many people, not everybody, I should say, experiences that. And so when you have it, you really want to preserve it. And 
that's definitely what I find myself doing at my job. I want to preserve the good things that we have. And one of the ways I'm, I'm thinking about um, what are the ways that you preserve something good like that. Um, and like I said, we, we don't have a habit of being spiteful or petty with each other because we're all just too, um, nobody has time for that. You know what I mean? Nobody has time for, um, for gossiping and, you know, speaking ill of someone when, um, you know, when they're having a you know, rough time and, or they could be having a rough time and, you know, they're doing the best they can and maybe you're just, you know, even though we're like not all perfect at the job, we all know we're doing our best and we all have ways to improve, like obviously. And that right there, what I just said, is an important part of preserving and creating a good environment that other people want to be in. And that is being surrounded with people who have the ability to be humble, like all the time. Really just understand that you as a human being are not perfect. You will never be perfect. And it is not your job to be perfect, but it is your job to be understanding and to understand that you are surrounded by other people who are fallible and um, who make mistakes and who are on their own journey of growth. It doesn't mean you have to agree with everything that everyone around you is saying. It doesn't mean you have to put up with every little um, behavior that the people around you are exhibiting. That's not what that means at all. You don't necessarily have to always be tolerant of everything that everyone is doing around you. That's not how you build a good society. Um, one way, good way to build a good society is to understand that, you know, you're not really all that in a bag of chips as much as you think you are. There are so many days where I look at somebody either in person or online and, you know, I, I, I pray to God all the time, like, please purify my thoughts towards other people. Um, help me to think better towards other people. You know, even though I may not say what I'm thinking and that's, I'm glad my mother drilled that skill into me at a very young age. If you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. And sometimes I still trip on trip up on that, but I do catch it quickly and I try to um I try to fix that very quickly because that's a really good way to lose friends and people who matter most to you. But once in a while I will have these thoughts where you look at somebody who is just so obnoxious and so arrogant and um, and thinks they are so right about absolutely everything that they think and have heard and will say and and you just want to like like you you want to <laughs> I don't even know what it is that I want to do but I have just thought like who the actual heck do you think you are like seriously even the most revered people um, that like the, the, the people that I look up to, there aren't a whole lot of them, but like, like truly look up to, um, but 
the people I do look up to, you know what I mean? Like, they're no better than you or I. And, you know, the reason why I revere them is because they know how fallible they are. They have the ability to be humble. They know that they can make mistakes. And they know that it's better to own up to your mistakes sooner and to express that you may not know everything despite how much you're talking about a thing (laughs) or expressing about a thing. Um, And... And putting that forward and and understand and, and and opening up the conversation with other people to scrutiny, opening up to cr- criticism and, and taking it in as something that isn't personal but is a normal part of human conversation, of human interaction. And it's just so sad to see people really just have no skill whatsoever in admitting their humanness you know like it's innate within us um and this is why in the bible it's so it's it's mentioned over and over again to um it's mentioned over and over again how knowledge is precious and knowledge of god and the relationship with god is more precious than any jewel any precious material that you know you find in the earth or that you possess having that knowledge is so important um and that's why we go after it but the, the thing is we don't we don't uh, your our our knowledge journey is not a straight line you know what i mean um we 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 bump up against obstacles and sometimes we backtrack you know, we have to backtrack in order to get the truth, to get the truest results we can. Um, and that means admitting when you're wrong. It means um, understanding that you are not the center of the universe and that um, the your ultimate goal is not to be at the top. You know, you just not to be king of the mountain. It's to, it's to um, inhabit the common space with the common man with dignity and humility and um, with the goal that everyone around you gets their fair share and, um, and is treated respectfully um, and they have the same opportunities to achieve greatness as you do, as you would want to. So um, I think that's super important when trying to maintain or trying to create a good ex- um, atmosphere for other people. I have a person in my life who at one time, you know, there was a... Um, big like loud argument and you know you, you're upset I'm upset with this person and telling them why um or trying to explain why I have negative feelings toward them 
based off the things that this person has said and done in the past, which they have not acknowledged or apologized for. You know, and the thing is, I, I don't expect everyone to apologize for everything. You know what I mean? Like, if you're really not sorry for something you've done or said, don't apologize. Really. Let people be who they are, but don't, and, 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 and we should let, and you should be who you are authentically. But if who you are authentically means that other people don't want to be around you, then you shouldn't be surprised. Sometimes that just happens. And you know what? That's actually good because then you will start to hopefully start attracting the kind of people you do want to have in your life. And it'll be easier to make friends and to, um, I guess what people call now finding your tribe, I suppose, for lack of a better phrase. So, you know, I don't expect you to, you know, apologize for every. If you like truly don't think you've done anything wrong, and hopefully you've given it some thought. Um, even still, like you can still say in a way like, look, this is where I came at from this. I've given this some thought based off of what you said. Um, I see your frustration or I see your hurt and I see your feelings. And it was not my intention to make you feel this way. But... And I and I have and I'm glad you came to me with these with these feelings. However, this is still the way I'm feeling, and I don't see and and, th- and it's based my feelings are based off of this 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 and this, and I don't think that I can apologize. I don't think I have anything to be sorry for. You know what I mean? Like I I just don't think it's realistic to expect people to apologize for everything all the time. It's just, it, it's, it's kind of immature. It's just kind of an immature way to view the world. Like you're always, you always have to expect an apology from everybody at every point, whenever you're offended by li- any little thing. It's not going to happen that way. Don't go about life thinking that life is going to happen that way for you. You're going to be um, disappointed very, very quickly. And you know what? And it's not living in delusion to uh, to accept that truth, because you might just be wrong. See, that's the where the humility comes in. You might be wrong. You're offended, but you might be wrong. Did you ever think about that? <laughs> it's just that you don't have the the knowledge to either see it from the other person's point of view or the knowledge to actually critique your own thoughts and opinions, which might sway your opinion to go in favor of the person you're offended by. You see? Anyway, back to my original story. So I was having an argument with this person, and after I tried telling them to no avail, um what my feelings are and what they've done and said that they haven't acknowledged or apologized for. They have, they, they start saying, um, my conscience, my conscience is clear. My conscience is clear. My conscience is clear. Conscience, conscience, conscious, conscience, conscience. Okay. I'm saying the right word. (laughs) It's hard to say for some reason. Um, and like, 
I don't know how to explain. Sometimes your conscience will be clear. But like, you, I think we gotta all look at the evidence around a situation like this. You know what I mean? Because if you are a person who starts notice picking up patterns of behavior around you, patterns of oh, how other people are treating you, true, it could be that, you know, it's a possibility you're surrounded by mean people. It could also mean that you are the common denominator. And this person I was argumenting with has had the same argument with other people who have said the same things I was saying about them. And it boggles my mind how this person would not humble themselves and take the time to consider that maybe they are the common denominator out of all of these arguments they've been having, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Does this does this does this only make sense to me? Am I just alone here in in thinking this? I really don't think I am. What's what's so what is so bad about? And maybe maybe there's a the okay. I'm going to humble myself. Maybe there is an aspect to this that I have never experienced before. Because I learned very quickly, I would say. If I'm wrong about this, someone who's very close to me, if you're listening, correct me later. I think I'm, I've, I've learned this pretty quickly. You know, it's better to own up to your mistakes up front, not waste time on it, than to let that mistake fester and, and start to become bitterness and pettiness. And, you know, you just look stupid. You know what I mean? <laughs> It just it boggles my mind to think that someone would think that that was easier than just to admit your mistake up front or at least to confront the mistake up front. You know, like I said, you don't necessarily have to apologize for something you truly believe you did or said right or correctly. But, you know, there is consequences to that. And kudos on you for following through with what you think is right and accepting those consequences, you know? Um, and you got to let people be who they are. Like I said, I don't want to be manipulated by somebody who um, wants to put on the facade that they are this nice, kind, gentle, hum humble person when really they're just um, putting that face on in order to, you know, get on my good side. Um, but trying to stay on track here. I just don't see how someone could think that that was the better option, that that's the better path to go on. Even at work, you know what I mean? Like, I know we don't want to, you know, we all want to save our own butts, you know? And this is why I've also, this is why you also preemptively, like you, you, you do the pre preventative care at your place of occupation or maybe in your home life or in your personal life or for your health. Preventative care is better than trying to backtrack and treat an illness that has come up 
um, because of your lack of care for yourself. Same thing in a work environment. I would rather own up to something I did wrong and apologize on the spot. And usually my boss will just be like, it's okay, going forward, here's how we should handle a situation like this. And then I'll learn, and I'm much, much less likely to do <laughs> to make that mistake again. <laughs> you know? Um, it really is the best solution. And just imagine keeping on to a lie and, you know, and this consequences fall on the wrong person. Like, how can your conscience be clear when someone is taking the fall for your mistake? Someone is having to pay for your mistake. How can your conscience be clear at that point? You know, I know my could, mine could not be. And so that's why you do the very best you can with the skills that you have in whatever thing that you're working on. And since I'm talking about work, you know, this means that I, I'm trying to plan out my schedule better so that, you know, I have no excuse to show up to work late. You know, I have the food that I want to eat to bring with me or I have the funds to pay for things while I'm out or before or after work. You know what I mean? I make sure I put my gas in the car when it's, um, you know, may not, maybe not when it's convenient for me or you know, I may not feel like doing that. But it is necessary so that I can show up to work on time. And tardiness is one less thing that someone can pin me for doing wrong at work. You know, same with other things. Um, I'm, and I may bring up Jordan Peterson or Dr. Peterson quite a bit um, on this podcast. I really do appreciate the way he speaks, man. Just... It is like chef's kiss. Maybe it's hard to understand what he's saying a lot of the time. And a lot of the time, I don't understand exactly what he's saying. But he does bring the point back around to layman's terms. And <laughs> I do appreciate how he can do that so skillfully. He talks about how you should do things with precision. You should do things with integrity up front as soon as possible so that down the line you will avoid those pitfalls um, that could have been totally prevented. Now, we're not all going to be perfect at that. And if we have another episode on the subject, which I'm pretty sure we will, I think I want to get some quotes on this from him and from other people that I admire, that I read about and stuff. Um, because this is just, th this is one of the the most important things you will ever learn how to do, which is to be humble, to humble yourself. We're going to get some Bible verses up in here next time, <laughs> okay? There are so many Bible verses. This is why this is so important. This is a, I would say this is like a cornerstone of your moral life, of your virtue, is humility actually is is it one of the um fruits of the spirit there's there's nine of them right goodness love patience kindness goodness love patience kindness long suffering there's four more that i'm not remembering i'm so bad at remembering those i don't think humility is one of them anyways i'm being emphatic about this because um, 
I, I just, I'm so fascinated by human interaction and like people watching, you know what I mean? This is why I like watching like car crash videos and like um, public freak out videos just because I like to watch at a safe distance how other people react to certain situations, you know what I mean? And I just, you know, mentally catalog like how this person reacts and what I would have done in this situation so it wouldn't escalate this badly and you know, maybe, you know, try to see where my own, um, where my own weaknesses lie in certain situations like this, even though I'm not actually in the situation. I don't know how well that works out, but you know, I try and I think it's fun. And the, the thing I see the most, the, 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 the problem I see the most of is people overreacting in the moment instead of humbling themselves and understanding that, Yes, someone might be, you know, uh, falsely accusing them. Somebody might be, um, you know, yelling at them, whether it's it's warranted or not, whatever the case may be. You will always heighten the situation by refusing to humble yourself, refusing to put on the character of God, which is not like... The being the character, having the character of God is not being a, a floor mat. You know what I mean? So that people can walk all over you. It means that you recognize your own faults and your own flaws. And you understand that someone is having a bad day, maybe. And they need, and they're probably taking it out on you. Or they, they're in need. And they're expressing their need in a weird way towards you and it's and it's your job as this person's fellow citizen to assess the situation as quickly and gently as possible remove yourself if it, if it's you know you think it's going to start getting dangerous but also recognize that you're dealing with a human being who just needs help and it's probably not it, it could be that it's not your job to help them but that God loves that person having a bad day just as much as he loves you. That really is how a good way to sum up humility, I think. God doesn't play favorites. You know? He told he's given us instructions on how to um how to talk to him and how to um have a relationship with him and to you know do what it takes to get close to him. And he doesn't, he doesn't neglect, you know, people if they're doing what he says to do. You know? It's simple. It's not easy. But it's simple. And once you do it, the way he says to do it, he will um, bless you. <laughs> it's that simple. It's that simple. That's the reason why we have humility. And that's the reason why we um, do our best to put ourselves in other people's shoes. And I remember explaining this to my brother at one point. Because, you know, I think he has had, I think he's gotten better at it, obviously. He's, he has grown a lot. Um, you know, but there have been times where he gets hot and passionate. Um, about certain subjects. It, he's, you know, 
my mom is a very passionate person and her children have adopted her passionate nature. It's a good thing. <laughs> and, um, but for my brother, I think he, he gets super passionate about things and, it, you know, frustrated or he, he did get like this and, uh, about a lot of certain things. And, um, I think I remember telling him once what helps me when I'm dealing with somebody who is, who, who could potentially get me to feel the way he was feeling. Um, and I told him it, it, it takes less energy out of you to, um, how did I put it? In the long run, it's easier to, I don't remember how I put it. I, I don't want to say that I make excuses for people um, when they're doing weird stuff um, or questionable things. But, like, it's easier to, it, 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 takes, it's, it takes less of a toll on me to um I don't know how I put it. It takes less of a toll on me to put myself in that other person's shoes rather than just to immediately assume that they have bad intentions. Something like that. Like I tried I'm trying to convey that it it's I myself it it makes me feel better. You know what I mean? In the long run, I feel better by excusing or, or, you know, by putting myself in another person's shoes. I'm sorry. I, I swear I put it in much more eloquent wording before, and I don't know how I said it. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. And I think it was kind of a novel idea for him at the, at the moment, or he's probably thought of that before, but you know, he, you know, you, you know how, if you're a passionate person, you kind of just get caught up in the emotion. You know what I mean? Um, and I think he was very intrigued by what I said. And, and, um, I still think that to this day, whenever I counter the, um, once in a blue moon entitled angry customer at work. Oh boy, did we have a Karen in the other day? Goodness gracious. I get it. Like you're, you're card isn't working and you're you know you want to use the money that you know you have I get it it's it's like annoying when you can't do that and it's like where well, you have our hands tied we can't do anything about it it's your card I'm sorry <laughs> it's not us goodness gracious um but even when that happens <laughs> dealing with someone like that it's better to go into a headspace of trying to trying to think um, reason as to why that person is reacting that way rather than just to assume that they're just a big meanie. You know, people are going through so many awful things that we don't even know about. Um, and having that grace for other people is going to, in the long run, just improve our health and make our day a little brighter and make our burdens a little lighter. I think that's a good way to go about things.
I feel like I went on a lot of tangents on this episode. Um, I didn't mean to do that. It's just how I talk. And I feel strongly about this because if there's anything, if there's anything I could convey to other people and really get through to people, get, a, get it across is that, you know, things you will see a positive impact of having an abundance of humility in your life. Like I said, does that mean, not mean you have to be a doormat? Does that mean you have to make excuses for bad behavior? It means that you recognize the love that God has for that person. And he commanded us to adopt the kind of love he has for us towards others. If you love God, you must love other people. And that's not like an affectionate huggy, kissy love, you know, that's not what love, real love is. It means denying yourself. I know that may seem like a foreign, foreign uh, topic to some people. Like, why would I deny myself? I'm, I'm like, I'm too, I'm too hot to deny. I'm too all that to deny. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, denying yourself does not mean thinking less of yourself. It means thinking of yourself less. You know? At least that's part of the definition, I think. And that's in, in, I think that's crucial to get um, doing a better job of getting along with other people. And um, if if this has helped you figure out how you, you know, how to make things better for your your work situation. Um, please find me on um, Instagram. Let me know if this helped you, um, and and tell me if if you are doing these kind of things at your job, and if it has helped you to have a better work environment. Because if you can have that for a lot of people, man, just need better work environments. They're struggling so much. It's great when you can actually say that your work is like an escape, but in like in a good way. You know what I mean? An escape from all of life's other burdens. You know, sometimes I think a lot of people have to find escapes from their job. No, I get to escape to my job. I don't really want to have to escape from anything, but I'd rather it be this way than the alternative, I think, because I have to go to work to pay for things. And I would rather actually be... Um, looking forward to going work to work because I know I'm going to, I'm going to work at a productive, um, positive environment. And so, I hope I hope this this um, talk helped you, and I hope we can continue this conversation at a later time. And um, I'm going to go to bed now. <laughs> getting pretty late but like I said you know late talks late night talks are the best they're the best kind the creative juices really start flowing for me right before bedtime <laughs> and then I get super sleepy and they just the faucet of creativity just turns right off <laughs> anywho thank you so much for listening 
to this episode of the dedicated podcast like i said please um follow consider following this podcast on spotify or apple podcast i'm not sure if this episode is actually on google I have to figure that out. But at least on Spotify, please follow. And please uh, follow on Instagram as well. And on Twitter. I am on Twitter. Um, and you all have a great rest of your night. I will see you soon. <laughs>